Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Pastor Mike Matthews. Welcome to the Olympian for Jesus podcast. Today we are going to be talking about how to learn how to limp on in the faith of Christianity. So, being a Christian, you can find many reasons to not do life with other Christians inside a local church. You can make, you can get jaded. Some of the reasons why people get jaded is because the Jesus and the Christianity they read about in the Bible is beautiful, but what their experience is in many churches is not what is on the pages of Scripture. But also, one of the biggest issues people have is when life is hard, they have circumstances that seem beyond their control, and they feel like they like this Jesus stuff doesn't work. Well, learning to trust Christ in good times and in bad times is a lifelong process, and God is very patient with us. He wants us to grow our love for him and mature and to know that circumstances does not uh, rob you of your joy. Uh, currently, uh, my wife and I are homeschooling our son. Um, this year, due to COVID and all those restrictions, we just know with his education style that homeschooling is the right decision for us. But right now, for Bible time, him and I are going through a study on Philippians, and we are talking about joy and how Paul could have joy in prison. And the reason why he had joy in prison is because he knew that God was with him and God was using him to tell other people about Jesus. That is the guards that were there, people who were come visiting him when he was under arrest, the whole palace guard knew that he was a Christian, and it brought him joy to see other people come to know Jesus also. Now, I understand that a lot of the issues with people is they like it hard, and uh, they don't find a loving local church when like it's hard. Uh, I would encourage you to not give up. Keep looking for this. Keep looking for a Bible-based, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church that loves Jesus and is not legalistic. You do not want to go to um, a church that has become uh, legalistic, overran by people telling you you can lose your salvation or they're trying to control you to make you shape their form of Christianity. There's a biblical Christianity, and then there's a man-made Christianity that tries to control you through behavior modification. You don't want that. But the key point in today's episode is learning learning to limp on for Jesus. Because you're going to have many crossword experiences with the faith where you can choose to let your circumstances 
tell you not to follow Jesus or you can look past your circumstances and see that God is worth living for. This is why I started the podcast. Being a pastor and being a Christian with cerebral palsy, I can tell you that I have heard a lot of excuses and reasons for not living for the Lord. I've been there. I've been jaded with the church. I've been jaded with Christians. And and here's, you know, time and time again, I can't tell you one of the biggest issues I have is when when Christians who believe that I need more faith to get healed, um, when they find out that I'm in ministry, um, they get fixated on me sometimes, and they send me messages telling me I need to get healed and all that, but this goes way back when I was a child. I shared my story on previous episodes, but I have had several interactions as a child with Christians who believed in faith healing, believed in um, the one of the funniest stories I ever experienced was a woman came up to me one day at church and said, Mark, God told me that you were going to be healed in five years. You just have to be um, have more faith. And I said, huh, God told you to come talk to me and say that. She goes, yes, yes, he did, Mark. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Because while he told you that, he didn't mention that my real name is Mike. I'm not Mark. So, so I believe that if the woman was hearing from God, God doesn't forget his children and wouldn't get my name wrong. So, that's just one experience. But, you know, prior to becoming a pastor where I'm at today, uh, when I was a youth pastor and when I was trying to get hired at, at churches um, before I went to Bible college and and I, I finished my degree uh, when I was halfway through my first pastorate here. But before I came to my current church, I... I interviewed for a lot of churches, and a lot of them couldn't get past my cerebral palsy. And that hurt. I'm not going to lie to you. That hurt. I I, I felt called to be a pastor. Um, I, at that point, you know, I've been preaching for over 13 years. Started preaching when I was 23. Uh, God gave me awesome opportunities as a guest speaker and guest preacher. But it was breaking my heart that I couldn't get through that door of ministry as a as a youth pastor or pastor. So so you know there was times where I was jaded. There was times where I'm like, how can God put this passion on my heart, but other Christians can't see that I'm called to preach the gospel and help disciple people. So there's all kind of reasons. To get jaded and give up on Christianity. But here's the biggest reason not to. Jesus is true. He's the way. He's the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. He is the Messiah, guys. But I want to look at Philippians chapter 3, 
uh, starting with verse 12, here's what, here's what Paul says. Not that I have already attained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus had made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I made it that I had made it my own, but the one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if anyone, if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Alright. So Paul is saying, in you know, prior to this passage, he's talking about he has given up all things for the sake of Christ. He's, he, he gave up Judaism. He gave up being a big wig in there. He gave up being a Pharisee. He, he gave up his, all his rights as, um, claim to righteousness on his own that he might gain Christ. And he's talking about that he wants to go all out for Jesus that he might gain the resurrection from the dead that is in Christ. So he's looking forward to the hope that we have in Jesus and he's looking for that glorious day. So when life gets hard or in times of blessings, he's not weighed down by those things, but his focus is on Jesus, and that is how he limps on. That's how he presses on. So, when you hear me on the podcast say limp on, that is what I'm talking about. Because in my situation, I can use my cerebral palsy uh, as an excuse to not follow Jesus. But I'm looking past my cerebral palsy to the hope, the living hope we have in Jesus, and I'm pressing on, or as I say, I'm limping on. And I always say, I always tell people, if I have to limp for Jesus, if I have to limp in this life, I'm going to limp for Jesus. Now, this is hard for people to hear who believe that God wants everyone to have a perfect life in this earth. That you just have to have enough faith and you're going to be blessed financially or you're going to be blessed health-wise. That's just not true. That's not the gospel. Those principles do not apply to anyone in the New Testament. If you think about the original apostles, all but one, all but one died of being from persecution. John the Apostle is the only one who died of old age. And and even him he endured such suffering for Christ that that he almost died. He was boiled alive at one point. He survived that. He survived being tarred and and tortured and put on a remote island. He he endured so much. Peter, Peter in the book of Acts, he was whipped. He was he was uh, in prison. 
James uh, was thrown off of a, the temple. He was killed. All Stephen, the first Christian martyr, gave this amazing sermon to the Pharisees about how that generation reject the Christ and he was stoned for it. So this idea that the Christian life is easy, um, it's not true. Let, let me tell you, it may sell books. It, uh, the Jesus that um, wants you to be rich and healthy in this life, um, that sounds good, but that's not our hope. If you heard my last podcast, I talked about the end of human history and when Jesus comes back and we are going to be in the new heavens and the new earth with him. That is our hope that one day we are going to be in resurrected bodies free of sin, death, and disease. And that's the hope we have that that will happen one day. But that does not mean that it is guaranteed for every Christian um, in this life. In this life, every Christian will have blessing and suffering. And they both are for God's purposes. To bring God glory. The blessings time in time to suffering. But you have to be mature in the faith to think like this. Only the mature in the faith get like this. When I see a preacher or a pastor during a sermon about how God wants everyone to be rich and everyone to be well in this life, I see an immature person. They are spiritually immature. They may be an adult. They may be in their 20s or 30s or 40s or 50. But if you get up there and you tell someone or you teach someone that God wants everyone to be rich and healthy in this life, they're not mature. They're spiritually not mature. Because from the experience from the Bible, Jesus was not rich while he walked this earth. The apostles were not rich as they walked this earth. They were not looking at uh, temporary blessing on this earth. They were looking forward to the hope that we have in the coming kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. That the kingdom that we know that exists now will be visible to everybody. And we will be with Jesus forever. One day. The prosperity gospel and the word of faith gospel, they get the timing wrong. They get the timing wrong. Does God provide for us as a good father? Yes, he does. But that does not mean your life is going to be free of difficulty and persecution and trials. That does not mean that you won't get sick. That doesn't mean that you won't have disease or disability. That don't mean that... Here's the thing that cracks me up about prosperity folks. They feel like they can declare anything away from them. That they can declare... um no financial stresses, no um, health issues. So the Bible tells us that everyone must die. That is, that it is um, 
appointed for everyone uh, to die and stand before the Lord. So if you never got sick in this life, and you and you never had health issues, so you're telling me that you, your body is not feeling the impact of living in a fallen world because under Adam and Eve, every human is um, subject to this decaying world. So you think that you're going to live to be 80, 90 years old and then you're just going to fall asleep. Never had a problem. Never had a trial. And then you're just going to wake up in heaven and high-five Jesus and... And, and that's your Christian experience. That gospel does not does not um, describe what other Christians are experiencing in the third world uh, places. The gospel that you preach, the immature gospel that you preach that God wants everyone to be rich, everyone to be well, that is so American. That is... You cannot go to a third world country and preach that gospel because that's not their experience. They're going to have hardship. There are some people you can't even eat right now as we are recording this episode. And they're still trusting Christ. They're limping on. The church in China is growing and advancing the kingdom among such crazy circumstances the 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 church in africa is growing the church in south america is growing because they have a greater hope despite their circumstances so like paul be mature here and learn that whether life is going good for you or you're in a difficult time Here's, I'm going to help you. If you're facing a hard time right now, don't ask, why me, God, or or why this happened to me? Start to mature and ask questions like, what is God doing in, in this? What is God doing in my cerebral palsy or my disability or my trial? And and God will give you wisdom. You will start to see God working in your trials. Both blessing and suffering are of the Lord and is for His glory. And the the spiritually immature person will hear that and say, God doesn't want us to suffer. And I will say, like Paul said in Philippians 1... Verse 29, for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Engage in the same conflict that that you saw I had, and now here I still have. That word there translated in the ESV as granted means gifted. It means you've been gifted to suffer as a Christian. Do you understand that? That is That will change your, your outlook on life. That when something hard comes into your life, you, you need to be like, what is God doing here? What, why am I getting, what trial, how is this trial going to form Christ-likeness in me and make his name great? 
That's the purpose of every trial, no matter if it's sickness or persecution or job loss or or any kind of physical pain or emotional pain. There's two things going on. It's making you more like Christ and it's giving you an opportunity to glorify Jesus beyond your circumstances. So learn to nip on, friends. Learn to not get jaded with your faith because circumstances are hard. See, the faith, the faith, um, the word of faith, folks, in the prosperity gospel, they can, they can say stuff like this because the majority of the time, people who hold this theology is able body and they don't have a lot of physical issues at the time. But, the way they get around this is, I once was sitting in a sermon. Um, I used to preach at a homeless shelter, and and our me and this preacher, we got our schedules mixed up. I thought I was scheduled one day to talk, and he came. So I didn't I didn't want to leave the service because I I, I felt that it'd be rude for me to leave. But he started to go on and saying that he could heal anyone from their addiction, anyone from their disability, and if it doesn't happen, it was the audience's fault. That is a great cop out. That that if that's true and it's not, it's not biblical. That's why these guys are hardly um, checked. They're they're they these guys say whatever they want. It's never biblical. But, you know, I'll, I'll never forget this experience in my life. Because when, when this man said that, the, the audience booed him. That's why I always loved their ministry with um, people who are in recovery centers or homeless shelters. Because they need real hope. And their experiences tell them that when they hear something like that, that's that's it's it's BS. It's bullcrap. That that's not in the Bible. So I hope that today has encouraged you. I hope that you will learn to limp on. That you will learn that to not get jaded with Christianity. Uh, and if you're not a Christian, let me tell you, the hope that we have in the biblical Jesus is far greater than anything you have experience. The church is a messy place because people are messy. You're never going to find a perfect church. You're never going to find a perfect pastor. I'm not a perfect pastor. I have sin in my life that I need to repent from and, and constantly grow in the Lord. There, you're, there are going to be many things in your life that try to shake your faith and try to get you to not come to Christ. And I'm telling you, whether I'm healed or not, whether I have cerebral palsy in this life or not, Jesus is worth everything. And I challenge people all the time. If God never answered one more prayer of yours, would he be enough for you to follow him? Because in many churches... People love the gifts of God, the blessings of God, but they don't want nothing to do with God. 
They like the idea of not going to hell. They like the idea of going to heaven. But here's the thing. If you don't love Jesus now, heaven's going to be very boring for you. Because the kingdom of God is all about the Son. It's all, we are going to go to heaven and we are going to, we are going to, he is the centerpiece of our faith and our hope. So friends, until next time, learn to limp on. God bless.